So I just I had a scripture that I wanted to read to you, and just um, it's in three John two. If you uh, got your Bibles, you can turn. I don't know if you can follow who's doing the. Do you put it on? Ah, you guys are yeah. So three John two to four, and um, you know I I don't know. How many of you know, uh, you know, I think we've, we've all been battling, uh, Monet talked about his health and, uh, you know, just uh, the family's health and there's been a lot of uh, real struggles in health wise. Uh, even last year, uh, I, I nearly died. <laughs> there was, I was in the hospital and I had a pulmonary embolism. So there was, and that was to do with a kidney stone, so I won't bore you with the long detail, but there there was a moment or a, a time last year where that could have been me, gone. You know, I know Will, who's with us in Mossel Bay, he's got, I think it's 8 to 12 months that they've given him because of the cancer. And yet he's still running hard for God, you know. Yet he's still flat out in the things of God. And, um, you know, we, we, we think normally when we hit that sort of age or when that sort of news comes, we want to consolidate life, you know. Pull everyone closer, you know, maybe do stuff that you've never done before, wanted to do, but actually you just want family around. You want to, you want, and you almost want to close the hatches and, and, and just batten down everything. But actually, we only going to get out this life one way. And that's through death. <laughs> that's the reality. And we've got this limited time that each one of us are living in. And uh, I don't know about you, I'm getting older. Do you feel the aches and pains? I'm not like I used to, you know. I couldn't do the things that I used to do. Dirk? Huh? It's not stacks with an ox or an ox or what do you call it? <laughs> but your body feels it and, and you... There's a, there's a, we are, we are going to see him one day. And that's the hope that we have actually as believers is that we're going to be with him. Uh, and that we've got this hope that we, when, when someone passes away that knows the Lord, there's a hope that we have. There's an excitement. We're going to see them again. And, um, and, uh, so, I, I, uh, John writes over here and he writes to the church and he says, dear friend, okay. Um, I pray that you may enjoy good health. And, and I, I want to note, note that may, that you may. There's, not, there's a possibility that you may not. You know? And he says, enjoy good health. And I pray all may, may go well with you. And then he says, even as your soul is getting along well. So even health, even whatever... There's a consistency in our soul that's got to be there. You know how, how when they were believers burnt, how's it really? I haven't said how's it to you. Uh, uh, you know, even when the believers were burnt at the stake, imagine dying for your faith because you, that you believe Jesus and you love him and yeah, they put you on a stake and they burn you to death. There's a consistency. Life may not be well. Life is in an end short, but there's a consistency in the soul. We know where I'm going. There's a deposit actually. 
God has put a deposit in each one of us, his Holy Spirit. And that's a guarantee of what's to come. You know? And if you don't have that, then, you, know, you need to find Jesus. You need to find him because he gives us a deposit of his spirit that's life to us, that changes our way that we live our life. And so this morning I want to talk to you about, and that's my heart, and then, I'm sorry, I'm, I meant to read this. It, gave, it gives me great joy to have some brothers come and tell me about your faithfulness to the truth and how you continue to walk in the truth. And so there's, as there's this deposit in the soul as well, there's a continuing in truth. Okay. A continuing in the truth and living in the truth that characterizes our life. And, um, and, and then he says over here, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. And for me, there's an aspect of those that, that I've walked with here. There's an aspect of I'm excited and there's a joy inside of me as I see you and see what God has done and added uh, and, 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 and changed in your life so that you become more like him. And so um, I want to talk about the cost of being a disciple. Now, for, for that, I, I've, I've, got a, a f- I've got a few hobbies, but one of them is building motorbikes. So... Uh, or restoring motorbikes, and it's it's like a project. How many of you got projects at home? And there we are. There's, I, I know that uh, um, Alan had a project. Where's Alan? There, you know, they, they had like the house at the back where they did some alterations, and we saw the the changes over there uh, when we visited. And, you know, sometimes these projects of ours, and I know he's got a house project he, he talked about as well. That seems like quite a big project <laughs> and a lot of planning. But sometimes these projects take second place in our lives. How many of you have I've, I've got a list. Kegwin gives me a list uh, every now and then of what I need to do in the house, you know. You've got to fix this. You've got to do this. And it's, uh, it's at the moment... I get like halfway through the list. There's still some more that just gets added to the bottom of this list. Kennedy, huh? how many of you <laughs> understand that? <laughs> there we are. <laughs> and um, I've I've got three motorbikes, and um, they're all project bikes. And uh, the the one, it's a it's a I've restored it totally, completely, stripped it down to every nut and bolt, and then built it up again putting everything back together I thought I'd, I don't know, I was supposed to give you a photo but um, maybe you can see that can you see I should have put it at the back over there but you can come and have a look so it's, it's an outfit 1955 so he's 66 years old let me find where I am yeah, there we are. and uh, you know it's complete it's beautiful. It's uh, uh, there's something about and and believe it or not, it it stays in my lounge. I don't know how I got, how I got it past Kegwin, but it's uh, it's in our lounge. <laughs> so she does appreciate the beauty of it. Uh, so and and it's a complete project and it's wonderful. And I think you know we all want to get to the place of actually there's it's complete. You know it's there's it's completed. Everything's there. It's shiny. It's restored. Um, 
And then I got the, another bike, uh, which is actually the one outside there, that's 46 years old. Uh, and um, this, this one, it, it's a constant work. It's a constant fixing this, even on the, on the way uh, uh, I forgot to charge the battery. So I was push-starting it, and Pete uh, and Delian went, are they here? Nina is here. Is Nina here? Not, okay. Uh, and he drove past and he helped me push the start the thing because I forgot to put it on charge. So um, it's a constant thing and constantly changing this, putting the, getting back to the original dimensions, you know, getting back to the original gauges, putting uh, fairings on that. So it's a continual project. Um, and then I've got this other project that's been sitting over there that's like, been sitting for three, four years, and it hasn't been touched. It's actually, it's you know what? It's uh, it's like a um, it's it's a it's a also an older BM 1973, but it it's got a lot of work still. It's got to have its electrical done. Deep in my heart, I'm intent on restoring it when I get time as I'm going along. But the reality is, it's just good. Uh, intention. There's no plan. There's no <laughs> it's just sitting there. Uh, you know, there's always something that is going to take priority over that. There's always something that, that comes in that, I've, okay, I haven't got time. Or we, I'm not going to give time, you know. And, and this is something like being a disciple of Christ. Because we can just We'll get to There's other priorities. There's other things that come to mind that I'll, I need to get done, you know. And uh, I, as I, was, I, I, I flew over Lusaka, and I don't know if any of you have flown over Lusaka into uh, in Zambia. And I, as I was flying, I just looked over and I just saw these grey, half-built buildings, thousands and thousands of them, and just about every property had a building like this on. It was a half-finished chabot. It, it probably got to this out, some higher, some lower. But a lot of them, the vegetation had just started encroaching in and started growing in. And it reminded me of that scripture. And I'd like us to look at in Luke. And it says, it says, Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Will he not first sit down and uh, sit down and estimate the cost uh, to see if he has enough money to complete it. For if he lays a foundation that is not able to be finished, everyone who sees it will ridicule him. This fellow began to build, but he was not able to finish. You know, and I asked, I, I, I came to, I was meeting with one of the leaders over there, and I said to them, you know, why? why? You know, it, it just, it, it's, it's so, it, it, it's so shocking as you fly in that there's just so much that has been thrown and started, but there's been no, no continuation of it. There's, it's, it's been stopped halfway and, and left. Uh, and it's, that's just how they, they are. There's, they've only got so much money, and then they go, and then they realize, oh, you know what, not going to make it. So just leave it. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, I don't. I hate to calculate the cost of it. I mean, if they had to just 
sort out or, you know, they, they could have built some things, but there was no planning. There was no intention of going through with it. And, um, you know, Jesus says it's, it's like building a house, you know, without calculating the cost. And he's comparing this to being a disciple. And, um, and not just a follower of Jesus, but a true disciple, you know. And, and, and so he's telling us to weigh up the cost. Jesus says, weigh up the cost of following me. And, you know, we, we don't want to start and they're not complete. So how do we weigh up this cost? How, what is this cost that we, you know, we, we can't jump in and then, whoa, you know, we, 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 need, to, we need to sort this out. And uh, in the, in the, it starts and it says there's large crowds were traveling with Jesus. Large crowds. And so we can, we can travel with Jesus. You know, we, we're going in the sort of the same direction. We, we uh, you know, I, I, I like going to church because there's guys that are similar, you know, uh, to me there. They're, they're barkers, you know. Or maybe they, you know, they're just good, good guys. You know, maybe they, maybe they just, uh, you know, maybe it's actually because there's, there's real family there. I see that I need to bring my, my children up. So that they get good morals, you know, and, and maybe I'm going to put them in into a church that where they've got good morals. So surround them by with fellow believers that that and so the, their characters can be formed. And there's there's good in that, but you know, we we're traveling along a similar road. We like following Jesus, going the same route. So these large crowds were traveling with Jesus. And uh, he says, and turning to them, he said, if anyone wants to come after me and does not hate his father and mother, it's like a shocking statement. And he's got to hate his wife and children and his brothers and his sisters. There's a, in comparison to following Jesus, there's the, the love that we have. That love actually looks like hate when we compare it to the love of Christ that we should have for Christ. In other words, Christ is for, first. He's everything. He's, he's completely our world. Not just a little bit. Not just conveniently. But he's everything. There's, there's, there's so much in Jesus. There's, there's such a I think you guys, you mentioned that you spoke about a pearl of great price. You know, the treasure in a field. This is Jesus. When you find it, they, the, the, the guy sold all that he had to buy that field. And, um, and he goes on and he says over here, you cannot be my disciple. If anyone comes to me, and does not hate his mother and father, his wife, his children, his brothers and his sisters. Yes, even his own life. He cannot be my disciple. So there's those that are following Jesus. They're going on the same route. But then Jesus says, actually, there's, there's those that are, that in comparison, that are really following me. That are really, really giving their life. They're willing to lay it down. 
And so Jesus touches on three things over there. He touches on our resources. That's all. That word all is a hectic word. When you think about that, that passage of they, he, he sold all his fields so that he could buy that field. He had, he found the pearl of great price and he sold all his pearls to get the one. And Jesus is calling us all of our resources. He's calling all of our relationships. He's calling for all of our life. And uh, you think about all of our resources. You know, how do we do business? I, I remember doing, doing business and, you know, you, there's the opportunity to, to make extra money or whatever, you know. I used to be a dental technician, so there was like, I'm gonna. I used to get work from dentists, you know, and so we. I go to the dentist, see the dentist. Uh, is a Kubus over there? You <laughs> go to Axa Kubus. So, you know, I can do your work. I can do, you know, the. I used to do crowns and bridges, and some of them would say, "Well, you know, I'm. I'm looking at December. I want to do a holiday, you know." at this place or this place and it was like an offer like yes I'll send you work but you've got to give me something in the pocket in return yeah how do we do business so that we honor God you know when he when we when, we, when he requires all of us actually you know, in, in our relationships you know so many times we've, I've sat we've sat with young ladies single ladies and they're in the life of the church. But then, you know what? Mr. Perfect comes. And he's, he blows you off your feet. But he's, he's not a believer. He, he doesn't love the Lord. What does God say? In our relationships. Yeah. And then inevitably, that young lady gets drawn away by this, this young guy that's in the world. And eventually a few months later living together and they out of the life of the church there's the reality of what Jesus is calling to us changes the way that we do life changes the way that we respond to the challenges and the things that that come up against us it might cost us our very life to follow him I remember a time 2004 end of 2005 we went to um, Indonesia and at that stage we were going to a bunch of young guys that were in their teens that were kicked out of their house because they they were believers and they were in a, a very militant Muslim uh, community and so their parents so they were late uh, teenagers to early 20s they had, they had been kicked out of their homes and their parents had said, you're not my child anymore. Uh, get out, you know. And, and they were physically uh, violent towards them. Yeah? And, and so they lived together, this, this group of young Christians, and myself and Brad went, went there. And in that time, the area we were going to, they had, uh, there was the bombing of the, of the um, Australian embassy in Jakarta then. 
And that bomb was, had actually been developed in the area that we were going to. Um, and, and we were going there. And I remember having to process, I've got to sort my will out. Because what happens if, you know, we're meeting with these young believers and they put a bomb there. And so that for, for me there was like a, I've got to consider what, is, is this my all? Is this, am I going am I, am I to live for Christ? Or am I just say, okay, well, it's too risky. You know? But there were, there were saints there, believers there that loved the Lord and that were serving and they needed input in the, and, we, and we needed to go. And so we went. And so there's a, there's a, sometimes there's a requirement of our lives. Sometimes there's, and there's been many that have given their lives. But it's the all. It's the willingness. It's the soul inside of us that is saying, I'm going to, it's going to be well with my soul, no matter what. No matter what happens, because I know who I serve. There's been a, a deposit in me of, of the Holy Spirit inside of me that, that, that gives me hope, that gives me security of where I'm going to go. Um, and so there's nothing more valuable than having Christ. Nothing more valuable. And he calls for all of it. Yeah? And I, 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 was, I was thinking, um, you know, there's no turning back. <laughs> we had, I had uh, the previous weekend, I had, uh, um, we were coming, we'd, we'd planned for about three months. This, this trip was canceled uh, and then uh, moved to this date. And so about two weekends ago, I I took a ride on my on the 900 uh, with with a bunch of the guys, and there was the noise in the engine, and I knew that's it. This this bike is not going to make the trip. There's no ways it's going to make the trip. And it's yes, it's a, a it's a bike I enjoy riding, but the, I realised that I'm not going to make it, and so uh, I had to strip out the gearbox of it and uh, and look at redoing the bearings and realizing I'm not going to make it So, uh, for this trip and then one of the guys gave me a um, he said yeah well, I'll use my bike for the trip so I was like yes I'm sorted uh, old uh, Graham said yeah, use the bike so on Wednesday I took the bike for a spin into town this week um, into the middle of Cape Town and on my way back bah, there was a noise in the engine and the the the, the um, uh, the valve went through the piston head, and uh, that was it. The engine's <laughs> gone, and I'm thinking, oh my word! There, I'll, I'll be down. It was. Uh, it's one of those things that that happens or whatever. But, and it was great, and it was sad. I'm on his bike, so there was uh, like, oh my word! Uh, but he's quite understanding, so it was great. And he's a restorer of classic cars and all the rest. So he was supposed to join us, but he, he, he didn't on this trip. And uh, so it was all cool between him and myself. And, but now I'm stuck without a bike. So Wednesday night, I'm thinking, I've got, it's, there's nothing. We've, I've got to make this thing happen. And so we had to strip down the, I stripped down the, the gearbox, replace the bearings, put it back together. And Thursday morning, had it running, and there's it sitting. So I'm, I'm, I've made it for the weekend. But there's, there's got to be a determination in how we're gonna, 
no, we're serving Jesus till the end, no matter what. There's no ways that I, I had to come on this trip. <laughs> I had to come on this trip. There's no, and I was the only one that, there was no mechanic that, well, I had to pay money, if, and I wasn't like going to pay out a massive <laughs> money. <laughs> so I had to do it. And it's in our walk with, with Jesus, and in this discipleship, it's an all or nothing. It's an all or nothing. We've got to be, it's got to be that all. Because that's his call on us. That's, as disciples of him, that's, that's what he, he, he gives us. Is actually, it's all or nothing. And, but you know, the great thing is that actually, that we have that pearl of great price. We have Jesus. We have him as our Lord and our Savior. We have him and the Holy Spirit as a deposit, as a guarantee for the future. And I want to, I want to encourage you that you, as, as you've walked out your life, you might be, feel like well, it's just being a disciple of Jesus has been sort of like my project sitting in the garage for the last three years. It's, it's, it looks nice, but you know, it doesn't really... It, it's not functioning. It's not operating. It's it's not doing what what it should be doing, you know. And it's and it's not. I'm not actually following Christ a hundred percent. I'm not totally a hundred percent given over to Him leading me and being a disciple of Him and a true follower. Maybe it's just like I said, they they joined Him on the path. It was great. We had similar interests and similar likings, but he's he's calling us to live totally for him. And 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 the value of Jesus is beyond anything we can actually pay for. It's when we find the pearl of great price, when we find Jesus, there's like <laughs> that we can leave behind every other thing that 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 that's great. That's that's you know that's 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 an enjoyment to us or a pleasure to us or is a priority to us. It's actually in comparison, there's nothing that compares to knowing Christ and living for Him. And uh, uh, about a week and a half ago, I went to go and see a lady. Um, she was in her mid forties terminal cancer and went and she could hardly converse in bed and so we went to pray with her and um, I was just so like you know uh, aware of what you know her life is coming to an end you know it was she passed away I think two days later and you know going there praying with her is like does she know Jesus? Because it was one of the, 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 the doctors in the uh, Melkbos congregation said, uh, you know, please come pray with her. She, we, she, she works with the terminally ill, terminally ill, and this lady really wanted someone to come pray with her. And uh, so got there, and that's my intention, is to go there and say, does she know Jesus? Does she know? Because it is the saddest thing. If she doesn't know where she's going, if she's not going to be there, with Jesus, you know, and and I, I, 
for, for me, that I think that's the, 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 the saddest thing is when we do a funeral and there's like a celebration of someone's life, but they, they didn't love the Lord. They didn't live for Him, you know, and, they, and it's a, a life wasted, a life gone and, and not with Jesus. And um, as we were talking with her and, uh, and that um, you know, one, her, uh, her sister said, you know, she was baptized four months ago and I was like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that she had given her life to the Lord and, and made that, that public confession of actually, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to live for Him. Four months before that date that she's lying there where she could hardly speak. Um, and so there's a, there was a, like a celebration in, in us, actually, as, and there was, we could see just the peace of God in the room, you know, as we, as we realized, wow, you know. And, it, and it, it reminded me of that story of the workers in the field, you know. The Bible talks about the workers in the field, and they go out and they work uh, the, the, the vineyard manager goes out and he calls uh, the guys in to come and work in the in his vineyard in the early morning it says in the, the it's probably six o'clock in the morning went out and and called the guys come work you know we pay you a denarius which was a day's salary so the guy said yeah are we going to work they worked then at like nine o'clock in the morning he went out again and he called he saw guys sitting around and said come work you know in my and and they came and they worked and then twelve o'clock he did that as well, you know. Then three o'clock, and then it says at five o'clock in the afternoon he went and still called someone in, and said come work for us, and and then at six o'clock it was like knock knock off, and and then when the guys he started paying the guys a denarius and he started with the first that had worked one hour, he paid him a denarius, and he paid everyone a denarius. You know, and so obviously the guys were thinking that had agreed originally to pay get paid one denarius. We're a little bit now, shouldn't we got more? But it was the generosity of God that they were jealous of, and and this was a story. And this lady that had, had passed away at mid forties, you know, it was the five o'clock. She'd gone in in a sense on the five o'clock shift, and she'd been given life. She'd she'd. You know, yeah, I've been a Christian 35 years, <laughs> you know, and, and living for God, flat out making those, working the, 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 in the heat of the day, in a sense. And yet she comes in the last minute. Isn't that amazing? That, that God is so gracious with us, you know. But let it not be that. Let it not be till that last moment. Because actually, He's got love for us now. He's got a hope that we can live in now. Uh, you know, and uh, and that's what I want to I want to leave with you uh, this morning is that wherever you are, you know, that that today that you make that stand. Actually, I'm gonna live for Christ. I'm gonna be a true disciple of His, and allow Him to do the change in me. Allow Him to transform me to be more like Him. 